LDS Popcorn Talk is not owned or operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or any other organization. All opinions and statements made by the host or any other guests are of their own and not of any organization or church affiliation unless otherwise previously stated. Welcome back to Popcorn Talk with Brother Samson. I want to apologize first off for all the missed time, um, not putting out a new episode and everything else. I was just listening to the recording uh, that I had started on this episode and decided that I'm going to wipe it clean and start fresh. There was too much background noise. I was driving when I was recording it everything in between and I'd rather have this be a little bit more clear and concise with everybody because we're talking about something very 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 important and that is the Book of Mormon another testament of Jesus Christ as I said in the previous recordings I'm gonna repeat if you're here listening to this podcast in order to gain knowledge about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or you're curious about the church so you want to know a little bit more I welcome you and for those that are members of the church and are listening in on this podcast, I welcome you as well. If you haven't listened to all the other episodes that I've put out, please feel free to go back and listen to them. But today is a very important episode. And I want to start with a story. Recently, my life has been kind of struggling, straggling along and not moving forward as well as I had hoped. My family life has been rough. We are, we've been constantly fighting. Uh, it's hard with the three young children, oldest being five years old, uh, and all of that. Well, one day it kind of dawned on me, hmm, we're not reading the scriptures with our children, but they also get really bored when we just read straight from the scriptures. So I went to my local Deseret book and picked up a copy of my first Book of Mormon stories in the children's section. They're very short, very easy to understand. We're almost all the way through the book uh, and I'm reading maybe one or two stories a night. But I've noticed something since we've started doing this, there's been less and less contention in my family. Even though we're not reading the direct scriptures together at this point, we're doing something to teach our children the stories of the Book of Mormon, and I've noticed that things have gone a little bit better. The Book of Mormon has power for our lives to make it more peaceful. To gain knowledge. To feel closer to God and to Jesus Christ, our Savior. And the Holy Spirit will work through us the more that we study, ponder, and pray about the Book of Mormon. So for those of you that are new, that know nothing about the Book of Mormon or know at least a little snippet that maybe some missionaries or some friends have told you about, 
we're going to dive into the story of the Book of Mormon. First off, I'm going to try to avoid talking about multiple and random stories within the Book of Mormon. I'm just going to try to really do a synopsis of the book. But first, I want to start with a more recent time, which would be the 1800s in America, in the United States of America. There was this boy, a young boy, who didn't quite understand why in his town on Sunday they would walk the streets and there would be multiple different preachers preaching different things and not being on the same page. Why was one teaching this and this one is teaching the complete opposite of it? He didn't understand. So what did he do? Well, he turned to the Bible and he started reading. Okay, so he gets to a passage that tells him that if he has questions, he can ask of God. So he does. He turns to God. He finds a time frame to go out into the woods and do this prayer and ask God for his help and for his knowledge. Well, he ends up receiving that knowledge by a visitation from God and Jesus Christ. They come to him and they teach him. We'll probably get more in depth on a different episode about that visitation, what we call the first vision. Now, this boy was Joseph Smith. After that first vision, that first visitation, as he's continuing on praying later on in life, he receives other visitations, multiple from one in particular angel who we know as Moroni. Now, Moroni tells him that there is more scripture out there and that he needs to translate that scripture. So he goes and he tells people about this and everything else. Well, years pass by and he finally receives that scripture. He goes to what we know as the Hill Cumorah and removes these brass plates from the earth and is able to translate them through the power of God. Those plates became the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is an account of people who originally had left Jerusalem seeking asylum and safety by following the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So they travel through the wilderness around the Middle East and they come to some water and one of these men is taught by the Spirit how and well by God how to build a boat. They have to travel across the great waters so he has to build a boat. So he builds a boat and he travels across with his family. They make it to what God has called for them, the promised land. It's bountiful, it's fruitful, plenty to eat, plenty to drink. It's a great place. We know it. We, we believe 
that it is somewhere in the Americas that they land. Now, I'm not going to get into where I believe that was because we don't know. We don't know exactly where they landed. We just know somewhere here in the Americas, they landed and they started a society. Well, throughout time, this society grew from a small amount of people to great and numerous people. And throughout this time, multiple prophets come in and teach them about Jesus Christ. Telling of his coming, his death, his sacrifice, and his ultimate resurrection and second coming as well. So throughout this time, we have all these prophets. And throughout this book, we have all these prophets prophets prophesying of Christ. And then Christ comes. Christ is born in Jerusalem. So there are signs that they talk about in the Book of Mormon for the Americas that Christ is born. And they see those signs. And those signs are documented and recorded. So they're thinking, great, we're going to meet the Savior soon. We're going to meet the Savior soon. That's awesome. The believers are excited. Well, then prophets are teaching about also the signs of his death. So the signs of his death come when, he, when he's crucified. And some of these people, some of these even believers are starting to think Christ isn't coming. He's not going to come see us. He's already dead. We've seen the signs of his death. Now, here's the key part about the Book of Mormon. Christ, in his resurrected state, comes to those people, walks with them, talks with them, teaches their children, blesses their children, blesses them, heals them. Just as he did in Jerusalem in his mortal life, he did in his immortal in his immortal life, his everlasting life, his resurrected form. He came and blessed them and taught them. And then he goes up to the heavens. But he started his church with them. So these folks, these people, stay believing and stay faithful for years. But then they start to detract from their faith. Generations pass. Now it's not people who have actually seen him, but people who have only heard stories of people seeing them. So they start to lose their faith. And eventually all the believers are destroyed. Now we call it, the, it's called the Book of Mormon because the prophet Mormon, after Christ had come, many years after, was given the task of compiling this set of scriptures. So he compiles all these different writings and he adds in little excerpts as he reads and writes and he just adds in his little connotations. Then as he's dying, he hands the plates over to his son, Moroni. Moroni writes in it. And then he takes it, takes this record and hides it. 
so that those that are hunting him down because he is a believer and a prophet, they won't be able to find it and it will be protected by the Lord for, for many, many, many years. And that brings us back to that first story of Joseph Smith being revealed about these plates. So why is it that we call this the cornerstone of our religion? I'm going to paraphrase Elder Jeffrey R. Holland in one of my absolute favorite talks by him that I happened to hear in the Guatemalan MTC after coming back from the emergency room, but I was able to listen to his whole talk. And I remember him stating something along the lines of, if you are to leave this church, the true church of God, you would have to go through, over, and around the Book of Mormon. Why is that a phrase that an apostle of the Lord would say? Well, let me tell you a little bit about my history. I had left the church when I was a teenager, just fresh out of high school. I completely left the church. But there was one thing that I always kept, and that was my scriptures. More importantly, I always had a copy of the Book of Mormon. I couldn't let go of it. Even though I had let go of the teachings of the church, I could not let go of the Book of Mormon. And there's a reason for that. It's because I knew of its truthfulness. I would still turn to it in times of turmoil. Even when I was not a, an active member of the church, I still turned to the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon has the truth of the gospel and it's another testament of Jesus Christ. And I could not let it go no matter how hard I tried. Every time I moved and I was packing up my stuff, I thought about just leaving it behind, but I always put it back in the box and back on my bookshelf. I know of other stories and accounts of people who have left the church but can't let go of the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. We, as people who actually take the promise at the end of the Book of Mormon in, in the Book of Moroni, within the Book of Mormon, that says, if you pray about these things earnestly, with faith, you will know that these things are true. You will receive a witness that these things are true. I've read the Book of Mormon, I've prayed, I've received that witness, not just once, but countless times. I'm receiving that witness now as I speak about the Book of Mormon. There is no greater book in this world. There is no book out there that brings me peace as the Book of Mormon does. Now, let me go back to the talk that Elder Holland gave. 
for those people out there that question that Joseph Smith and those that started the church were frauds, I ask the same question that Elder Holland asked. Facing death, would they have read and taken solace in the passages, in the phrases of the Book of Mormon? If this was a fictional book written by them, would they stand and still say that it is true when faced with death? Not a quick death, mind you. A very painful death. I stand with Elder Holland and all of those who have spoken before about this. They would not do that. Because this book is true. It teaches of Christ. It teaches of salvation. It teaches us how to be peaceful and loving people. To go forward not judging those that we meet, but shaking their hands no matter what type of person they are and loving them as a brother or a sister. It teaches us that no matter what we have done, as long as we come unto God through Christ and his atonement, we will be forgiven. I'm going to turn to the introductory page. I want to read the first paragraph as a simple statement. The Book of Mormon is a volume of Holy Scripture comparable to the Bible. It is a record of God's dealings with ancient inhabitants of the Americas and contains the fullness of the everlasting gospel. Skipping down a few paragraphs, concerning this record, the prophet Joseph Smith said, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, and a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. This book contains the fullness of the everlasting gospel, and through it, and abiding by its precepts, man would get nearer to God. I've seen this happen in my own life, in, others, in other people's lives. I have seen this happen. 
that's why I wanted to take the time today and finally make this recording for this podcast, for this episode. Because I was sitting here staring at the Book of Mormon that sits right on the dash of my vehicle. And all I could think was, I know who I want to give this book to. Not just a friend, not just a neighbor. I want to be able to spread this book to the world. If you have not read the Book of Mormon and you do not know how to get a hold of a copy and you want to, when you see those young men and young women with name tags on their chest walking down the street, walk up and ask them for a copy. Your life will be changed. We get, the church gives away these books for free because we know, we know that the book will change your life for the better. We know you will get nearer to God by reading the book and abiding to its precepts. We know that your life will become more peaceful when you do that. And I want to leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of LDS Popcorn Talk. Just a couple last things I wanted to let you know before we get into the outro of the podcast. On April 20th of this year, it's Saturday in Colorado Springs, I will be directing a Highland Games event for charity. All of the pledges that we are receiving as athletes are going to go to the Wounded Warrior Project. So if you are interested in sponsoring myself or any other athlete that's going to be competing, go over to Facebook, search for Pikes Peak Charity Games event. You will be able to find it. It's April 20th. On that page, on that event page, You will find all of the links that you will need to sponsor an athlete. And you can look at their numbers uh, to see about how much you would be sponsoring. It's going to range anywhere from about $15 to $30, depending on who you sponsor. And at at the end of the event, when we have all the numbers, we'll send you an email letting you know how much you need to donate. And it will also include the link for the donation page for the event on the Wounded Warrior website. Again, Facebook, Pikes Peak Charity Games event. That's Pikes Peak, as in Pikes Peak Mountain in Colorado. Charity Games, G-A-M-E-S. Head over there sponsor either myself or any other athlete any sponsorship would be very much appreciated if you would like to just donate 
without sponsoring, that's fine as well. You, we have the information on the event page for that. So you can jump over there and just do a quick donation. Any donation would be extremely helpful for this event. I know it's not church related or anything like that, but I figured I'd let you all know about that. Secondly, in the next couple of months, it will be more and more difficult for me to record an episode. So I apologize if it's late getting more episodes out. We are looking at relocating from Colorado to Washington State. So with that in mind, I'm going to be very, very busy with work and our moving preparations and everything else. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for listening to this episode of LDS Popcorn Talk. I am Brother Sampson. And just a few things now. We are now available on Apple Podcasts, so if you've been listening on Spotify or Stitcher or anything like that, let your friends know that we are now available on Apple Podcasts. If they use Apple products... They can now access us. So just have them search for LDS Popcorn Talk. I'm really excited about that because it reaches a wider variety. Also, you can go over to iTunes.com and put in a rating. That would be very, very helpful for us. So seriously, even if you're not using iTunes, go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. That'll really help us move up in the charts and get more people to find us and see us. Um, and get to listening to the podcast. I appreciate everything all of you listeners do for us here. Um, Right now, not taking any donations or anything like that, but if you do want to donate so that we can keep this podcast running, please jump on over to Facebook or Instagram. Search for, uh, on Facebook, search for Popcorn Talk with Brother Sampson. On Instagram, LDS Popcorn Talk. And let me know and we can figure out a way to get a donation or whatever going. Um, But as of right now, it's not a necessary thing. So the biggest thing is go to whatever area you are listening to us and leave us a rating. If it's got a rating option, please five-star review. That would be awesome. I really appreciate you guys listening in, and I hope you have a wonderful and a blessed day.